Blog Talk Radio. Do you watch Fox News all day? Are you dizzy from conservative spin? Are you a birther or teabagger? You might be suffering from a condition called barachnophobia. If so, the only cure is Liberal Dan Radio. Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on Blog Talk Radio. Warning, Liberal Dan Radio is not a substitute for doctor's advice. Severe cases of barachnophobia may require psychiatric help. This may prove expensive if Republicans repeal health care. Listening to Liberal Dan Radio may cause you to embrace things like facts, logic, and reason. If these symptoms last for more than four hours, you have been cured. For more information, go to liberaldan.com. Welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 347-838-8368. That is area code 347-838-8368. Or you can uh, <clears throat> join the chat room and uh, ch- ask questions there. Connect via Skype uh, if it's working. <laughs> Excuse me. Or if you're listening after the live broadcast, you can always leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. over on the show thread at liberaldan.com. Uh, start off the show, I'm going to go with this week's headlines. Uh, IFLscience.com reported <clears throat> that movement has been detected along the San Andreas Fault. Someone should check if Lex Luthor recently brought property in Nevada. A black GOP official was booted from a Donald Trump event for no given reason. Apparently, he was not Trump's African-American. In sports news, LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers defeated the Golden State Warriors in Game 7 of the NBA Finals, the first team to ever come back from 3-1 in the NBA Finals and win it all. This year's finals were brought to you by Coca-Cola. Have a choke and a smile. And Disney World opened up a new ride based on the Frozen movie to replace the popular Maelstrom ride in Norway. The opening wait time was 300 minutes. I'm a big Disney fan, but no. And finally, it was reported that Taylor Swift <coughs> excuse me, is dating uh, Tom Hiddleston uh, from the uh, uh, Thor, uh, who played Loki, and um, a lot of people who like Tom Hiddleston were very upset about this, um, but I told them not to worry because he probably knows that his relationship is going to be not very long. You could say it will be a swift relationship. And that is this week's headlines. Uh, A lot of stuff to talk about on the show today. Um, Definitely going to be talking about the campaign and um, gun control and kind of a mix between the two. Um, So, you know, the shooting happened in Orlando and, and I got, you know, a lot of, no, a lot of stuff I want, did want to talk about, (coughs) excuse me, when it came to that issue, because, you know, there's, I, I take a different 
excuse me, kind of a different stance than some some liberals on this. I mean, I do know a lot of liberals who share my my ideas on this, but <coughs> first and foremost, the Republicans. <coughs> excuse me, I swallowed something very oddly. I went down the wrong hole before right before the show, and it's not. I'm not reacting well to it. So there's a big kind of misunderstanding, I guess, about by conservatives about uh, liberals and what, you know, they basically want to paint all liberals with with a broad brush about how, you know, we want to, you know, supposedly take your guns. It's what they said that Obama was going to do for the past eight years. And he's running out of time because, Gun sales have been very steady throughout the Obama administration. Lots of scurred people there on the right. But what what liberals want is common sense legislation that's going to deal with some of the issues and try and prevent, try and make it harder. I mean, you're never going to prevent all crime. And a lot of my gun discussions, I always start off with, with the idea that law-abiding citizens don't, you know, will always follow the law, and criminals are not going to care if their guns are legally obtained or not. Um, that being said, that, that doesn't prevent us from working as a nation to put some common-sense gun reforms in that will help to make it harder for people to commit these type of crimes. Now... I guess the first thing that needs to be talked about is, you know, the fact that there were, there were four measures, you know, gun control is not, um, gun control is, you know, the, the, uh, I guess the country, the 80% of the country supports, expanding background checks so that there's no loopholes. And I have friends on my Facebook page that, you know, will will come out and say, you know, how, you know, show their support of the second amendment. And, and I'll come in and say, yeah, but you know, a lot of people want to do is they want to, they want to come in and, you know, allow require background checks for everybody and have no loopholes like the gun show loophole. And, And they'll say, Oh, well, I'm for that. <clears throat> but the NRA isn't. The NRA wants to stop every single legisl- piece of legislation and probably would want to rescind every single previous piece of legislation that is going to make it in any way harder for people to get guns, even if it makes it safer. Now, this doesn't mean that you can't have a gun. doesn't mean we're going to take away your liberty. It just means that we want to be able to make sure that the people who are getting guns are people who are allowed to get guns. Um, (coughs) Excuse me. So, but of course the NRA is not going to do that because NRA is bought and paid for by, they don't actually support individuals. They support gun sellers. They want you to be able to they want to make sure that the sellers can buy, can sell enough guns, and they don't want to impede, make it harder for sellers to sell guns. 
that's the thing, they, the, or the manufacturers for that matter, to be able to, they want to be able to make sure that they can manufacture and sell all the guns that they want and <clears throat> public safety be damned. And look, I fully support the idea that, um, fully support the idea that Franklin said, you, you those who give up liberties to get security deserve neither and will lose both. But you're not giving up liberty by putting in some checks to make sure that <coughs> people who are perhaps meaning a certain threshold of insanity um, or people who are going to uh, who have committed gun crimes are not going to, uh, you know, to make sure that they can't buy the weapons, you know, or maybe even people that are a threat to, <coughs> excuse me, the safety of others. You know, if you have, and a lot of people have suggested, well, name one thing, one person, I think it was Trey Gowdy, I think, said, name one thing that you have to take a proactive thing to sort of where the government can take away your liberties and you have to fight to get it back. Well, when they put you in jail for being convicted or not even convicted of a crime, but for being accused of a crime and they set your bail, either no bail or some high level of bail that is can't, that's just impossible to uh, uh, meet, then you are being having your rights taken away from you before being actually convicted of anything because you know, and that's done for public safety, and that's not something that's going away anytime in the near future. So don't tell me that we can't take away your guns uh, for people who are accused of who are accused of um, committing crimes. Now I'm going to break for a second because well, it's, it's partially having to do with um, partially having to do with this topic is that the House of Representatives right now is sitting on the floor. Um, and, you know, trying to, you know, just basically hold a sit-in because there's no really filibuster mechanisms <coughs> that is, uh, excuse me, there's, there's the mechanisms to uh, stop debate that exist in the Senate uh, do not exist uh, in the House. So let's go ahead and I'm going to take my first commercial break, try and clear my throat a little bit more. And we'll come back, take your calls, area code 347-838-8368. That is area code 347-838-8368. You can also, again, uh, join the chat room and uh, connect via Skype that way, or you can listen in after the live broadcast, liberaldan.com. Again, taking a real quick break. We'll come back soon, take your calls, uh, discuss what's going on in the House of Representatives right now, and other issues for the presidential election. So tune in. Listening to Win Workers Independent News, a production of Diversified Media Enterprises. I'm Doug Cunningham. At least 45,000 workers have won class action lawsuit rights 
International Labor Relations Board case against Menards. The Midwest-based home improvement supply store chain owned by Wisconsin anti-union billionaire John Menard is settling the case with the NLRB rather than trying to fight the charges that his company is violating labor law. OPEIU Local 153 attorney Seth Goldstein filed... Actually, that was that was an old news block. So let's go ahead and actually take the first real commercial break, and we'll go ahead and uh, come back and take your calls then. Three four seven eight three eight eight three six eight. Liberal Day and Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out Budgeteers.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do. But Budgeteers is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out Budgeteers.com or go to YouTube.com slash Budgeteers and help make your trip the best it can be. Budgeteers.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. I am sick and tired of the propaganda in today's media. You know, we can't have a sane discussion about politics. Well, yes, you can, and it's on RLJS Radio Live with the girls, Monica RW, and Autumn S. I'm there every week when they discuss Michigan and national politics, job search, unemployment, and more from an independent laugh, sanity-based point of view. So, tune in. RLJS Radio Live, Saturdays and Sundays at 11 a.m. sharp here on the Blog Talk Radio Network. Welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 347-838-8368. That's area code 347-838-8368. Um, apparently, there was some chaos on the floor as uh, Paul Ryan reconvenes the house at this late hour. It's 1015 <coughs> Eastern Time over in Washington, D.C., and there's ordering the previous question. Um, so apparently, uh, you know, when Ryan came in to try and begavel the the house back into session, they were able. They, um, I don't know what the previous question is right now, but they're currently voting on that. Uh, 140 yeas from the Republicans, 125 nays from the Democrats, and one present from the Democrat, whatever that means. <coughs> so apparently they were, um, they were chanting over Ryan and some, uh, my wife was reporting it to me that Ryan and some woman, and you couldn't hear a thing that they were saying. I don't know who the woman was. That's all my wife had to say over Facebook. Um, but, um, so there's, there's some personal video there that you can see. MS, MSNBC right now has it live, and you have people with signs up 
um, with little handmade signs chanting over um, Ryan, Speaker of the House, who is up there, I guess, trying to do conduct some business. And it's it's just, you know, <clears throat> them sitting in, I mean, they really can't do it. The minority party in, in the House really has no power to do anything. And even if the minority party manages to side with the minority of the majority to form a majority in the House, they still have no power. You know, the majority of the House can't do anything. <coughs> if, 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 if it's all of the minority and some of the majority forming majority, because the House won't actually, the, the Speaker, you know, has basically made this a Hastert rule. Now, I'm wondering if they're going to rename it after John Hastert was convicted. They probably won't, but it's a Has- the Hastert rule basically says, that in order for you to get <clears throat> to get anything onto the floor, that you need a majority of the majority. So that let's say the majority is a simple 51%. That basically means 26% of the House can, or 25 point something percent of the House can actually um, block any meaningful legislation from going on. So a lot of times they'll say that the Senate is where good legislation goes to die, but no legislation can be born in the House if a majority of the majority don't don't hold it, don't believe in it. So (coughs) that's an unfortunate thing. Um, And it's kind of, for the most democratic of houses, this is the least, it's the least democratic rule that they have. So... And so, so it's interesting. I'll, I'll be I'll be kind of having this, having this on you know in the background to see if anything exciting takes place during that. I'll kind of lower my own volume on it, just to see that you know just to see if I can hear anything that's going on. But let's get back to the to the topic at hand, which is the the idea that you know one one of the things that came up this week. Um, that was trying to get up for a vote and actually didn't pass the Senate is the idea of <clears throat> stopping people who are on the either no-fly list or the terrorist watch list, stopping them from being able to get a gun. Now, there are arguments to be made on both sides of this. Um, now, I call shenanigans on some of the Republicans on this, because I believe a lot of them are doing this just because you have a Democrat in the, in the White House, and they would be, you know, these are the same people, many of the same people who, when Bush was president, said, if you have nothing to hide, you have nothing to worry about. But that's when a Republican was in the White House. Now, when now that the Democrats in the White House, it's, oh, it's a trampling of our liberties, blah, 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 blah. So, <coughs> it's, it's, you know, I personally do have a problem with the idea that somebody could be just put on a list that rescinds their rights of travel or that rescinds their rights of gun ownership um, without any sort of check or balance. However, you know, some people say, well, you should, they should at least be able to be no, to know that they've been put on this list. And it's not like the, the voting purge in, in Florida in 2000, or any voting purge for that matter, where they 
they should let you know that you've been purged from the list. They should try and make an attempt to contact you before you get purged to say, look, you're, you're on a list to be purged. If you don't act in 90 days, you're going to get purged or something like that. So it's not like, you know, but it's, 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 it's possible. It looks like they might be chanting again. Uh, this might have been before Nancy Pelosi is speaking right now. Um, the House of Democratic gun protest is disrupting the vote. <clears throat> so anyway, that's kind of a chiming in what, what's going on in the House. Uh, Pelosi is speaking right now. Anyway, so you have, you know, a situation where let's say somebody is a suspected terrorist. They're investigating him. They put him on the terror watch list. They're, they're trying to keep track of him. The danger or them, the, they, they seem to potentially pose a threat, but there's maybe nothing that can be done that's actionable. And if they take an action right now, maybe they don't get the bigger head. Maybe they don't get the, the, bigger, the bigger fish and they're only getting the small fish. So maybe you don't want to tell the person, look, you know, it comes up on the terrorist watch list. And like, oh, I'm sorry. You are blocked from getting a gun. You are on this list. And then that just shuts the whole operation down. You don't want to tip your hat to this, somebody who's actually planning on doing a crime. You know, you want to be able to, <clears throat> to stop as many people as possible if they are committing a crime. So, but there should still need to be some sort of check and balance and some sort of paper trail that at some point down the line, it says, look, you know, this person tried to buy a gun or this person did buy a gun and now, now they're flagged and that's added to their record or what have you. Or this person did block a gun, but maybe it's for some other reason. But don't tell the person why or don't, don't, at least don't notify them ahead of time that they can't buy a gun. And maybe if they do go try and buy a gun at that point, you block the, the gun purchase. But there should still be you should still have to go to a judge of some sort, and, and the judge has, well, should have to look at evidence and say, it is reasonable to put this person on this list. It is not reasonable to put this person on this list and get why or why not. So there should be a paper trail there. Oh, they're voting again for five minutes and the House floor. Anyway, so... And again, well, same thing for the no-fly list. There should, you should not be able to be put on the list, you know, comparing it to voting purges. Again, there are people who are purged whose, you know, information was somewhat similar to another person who was a felon who moved there from another state. That shouldn't be enough. You know, so if you, if you there, there have been cases on the, of the no-fly list that have, where this has happened, where, you know, somebody who's similar, you know, was put on, but it was put on wrong. There should still, again, need to be, you should need to have some sort of check and balance on this list. And we should have, be able to have a discussion of what's going on, uh, about how to get people on and off this list. And perhaps that should be included in the discussion. Perhaps that needs to be a separate discussion. But the general idea should still hold, regardless of whether or not, you know, how you get on that list. And, and regardless of what changes we make to how people do get added and removed from that list. We should still embrace the general idea that if you are on that list, 
And if, if you're on that list legitimately, then maybe at that point you should not be allowed to have a gun. Maybe, maybe that, that should be reasonable. <clears throat> but even, even, if you, even if you ignore that legislation, you have other legislation that's an issue that is, you know, eliminating the gun show loophole. Why can't they just say everybody who sells a gun has to do a background check? Everybody. And then if you, you, you sell a gun at a, at a gun show, you have to do a background check. You sell a gun on the Internet, you have to do a background check. You sell a gun uh, on a, in, a, in a pawn shop, you have to do a background check. Everybody who sells a gun has to do a background check. Just make that the rule. And there's no reason why we can't make that be the rule. <clears throat> and 80% of the country agrees on this. But yet the NRA is able to hold us hostage as a, as a company, as a country, because they're able to say, oh, our gun manufacturers don't like this, and we're going to we make sure that these people get contributed to, and we, we support their campaigns, so we're going to rate them. We could very easily get rid of this roadblock. But, you know, there could perhaps be maybe another, you know, gun rights group could come up and challenge the NRA and say, look, we are, some, we are not here for the gun manufacturers. We are here for gun owners. And we are going to, you know, give endorsements based off of common sense gun laws. And while we will support the rights to own a gun, uh, for law-abiding citizens, where we also support reasonable checks and balances to, to make sure that only law-abiding citizens are getting weapons, are getting these weapons. And that should be as simple as that. Unfortunately, until that happens, until another group comes up that's going to challenge the NRA and, 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 and make people less afraid to stand up against the NRA, because if you stand there, stand up against the NRA, well, you know, you're going to be crucified and the people are going to, you know, you know, who, who are just the followers are just going to say, well, if the NRA doesn't endorse them, there must be a good reason why. No, the reason why is that the person is unwilling to make common sense uh, changes to our laws because the NRA has held, held us hostage as a country and has uh, basically used their uh, might as an endorsing organization to, um, to scare uh, legislators from dare, uh, daring to oppose them if they're on the Republican side of the aisle, or even if there may be Democrats in conservative areas who, who see the need to have a re- NRA endorsement uh, in order to make them more likely to, to win. So it's, it's craziness that's going on. Anyway, let's go ahead and take the next, the news block or the real news block this time. And, uh, Take your calls as well, 347-838-8368. I tell you, 347-838-8368. This is Liberal Dane Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. Independent News, a production of Diversified Media Enterprises. I'm Doug Cunningham. 
Following a day of multiple protest rallies in the streets, what's next for the Chicago Teachers Union and their battle to fully fund Chicago schools? CTU Vice President Jesse Sharkey says both the union and the community are engaged in a struggle to defend and fully fund public education in Chicago, and cuts to education are unacceptable. If they try to come to us with cuts, we'll strike against those cuts. We'll strike to defend the schools if it comes to that in the fall. So, you know, at which point they're going to have a difficult choice, which is that uh, if, if they, you know, if they want the schools to open and they want the city to function with public, edu- with public schools, they're going to have to figure out a way to fund it. We are not going to sit idly by and watch them cut the schools to ribbons. Sharkey says Governor Bruce Rauner's bid to impose his agenda on the state legislature by blocking a state budget is an impediment to finding a funding solution for Chicago schools. Yeah, that, that's a real impediment. Um, I, I think what it means for Rom and, and the local, you know, Chicago elite is that they're not the people who are calling the shots. They're really stuck in the middle, and they're stuck in the middle between a public and a union that wants schools preserved and doesn't want to see cuts, and a, and a governor who is not interested in helping solve the problem at all. Alina Health is spending an estimated $25 million on scab workers during the nurses' strike there, more money than Alina says it will save by demanding nurses change their health care plans. Alina has said it expects to save $10 million by forcing nurses to go to an inferior health plan with higher deductibles and out-of-pocket costs. Nurses say they're striking over health care, staffing issues, and the quality of patient care. More than 6,000 Atlantic City casino workers will strike July 1st if no agreement is reached on a new contract. The workers represented by Unite Here, including at Trump Taj Mahal, want a pay raise above their current average of just $11.74 an hour. According to Unite Here, the workers have given up more than $40 million through wage freezes and benefits cuts over the past five years. The union says Atlantic City casinos are flush with their best year in nearly a decade, in total of $2.5 billion a year business. Brought to you by Union Active, your certified iOS and Android mobile app developer, offering high-quality union-made mobile apps backed by a support team which upgrades your product to every new mobile operating system. Features, pricing, and examples are online at unionactive.com. Workers Independent News is proud to be heard on The Union Edge, Labor's talk radio. Live nationwide weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. at theunionedge.com. You've been listening to WIN, Workers Independent News. For more information, visit laborradio.org. Welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 347-838-8368. It's area code 347-838-8368. Before I start talking more about the presidential election, um, things are still going on, still votes going down and over on the uh, House floor, and that is on MSNBC.com. MSNBC.com, or you can just go to NBC as well. Um, lots of interesting things going on. Um, let's see. This probably could have gone in headlines, but there's actually uh, the Ticketmaster had a huge settlement the other uh, year, and it took them this long to, to finally actually fix what's going on with, with what's going on. Um, but you could apparently, if you check your Ticketmaster account, it's possible that you could have up to 17 vouchers. 
to give you free tickets um, at Live Nation general admission events. <clears throat> and, and it's up to two per voucher, apparently, because I tried, and I one of them well, I actually got two, two tickets, um, but I had to use a voucher per ticket in order to get me into the show, which is interesting. But I actually, I have 17 vouchers and my wife has an additional 10. So we have a maximum possibility of getting 50 additional more tickets because of this settlement. Now in New Orleans, the tickets, you know, the tickets that I got to uh, the um, Richard Cheese concert, uh, what's short for Richard, the Richard Cheese uh, concert, uh, we have tickets to. Um, so that should be fun. But most of the other ones are um, cover bands that have come to the House of Blues. Now, it's possible they could be adding more sometime in the near future, which is, you know, which would be nice. But um, if you have bought tickets on Ticketmaster sometime in 1999 to sometime in 2013, so over a course of pretty much 14 years, if you ever bought a ticket on Ticketmaster, you may very well have free vouchers in your account. So, which is, I find, I find that amusing. Um, I now have 15 instead of 17 vouchers available to me. Um, what else? So, this is kind of gun control, kind of. Um, do you remember Sharon Angle? Um, she ran against Harry Reid in Nevada for the Senate and lost. Uh, one of the things she spoke about during the election was that we had we could take. Second Amendment remedies. There, there were Second Amendment remedies that could be taken uh, to solve problems. To me, which means shoot some people if you don't get what you like. That's what that means to me. And that's what it meant to a lot of people. That's probably why she lost, at least one of the reasons why she lost. I mean, Harry Reid is a very well-known and, and popular, powerful senator, so it's going to be hard to overturn him, to take him out of office anyway, although some people have lost some powerful people have lost to no names before, like Eric Cantor, for example. Um, he lost to a pretty much a no name. Um, so, so why am I bringing this up? Well, it seems that somebody felt that they could use their Second Amendment remedies to try and kill Donald Trump. Um, he was arrested before any actually attempt could be made. And he's told people that if they let him go, that he'll probably try and do it again. So, you know, I guess Donald Trump is the first person who legitimately has had an arrest uh, taken to prevent people from um, to prevent people from um, being alive as a candidate in this election. Uh, anyway, so it is kind of weird that it's not getting more traction, more play. Uh, maybe it's because the guy was caught well ahead of time and showing that the system, I guess, works, but. You know, I the only reason that this would be cool, and it's not not because it would be an attack. I don't agree with the with killing people you disagree with. I'll just be clear with that one. I don't agree with killing people you disagree with. The only way that this could in any way be cool is if this person actually came back from the future and was like, "I have to kill him because when he starts the apocalypse and the end of the world starts, and we need to stop him from winning the." Pre All right. So at least that would be interesting. It would, it would add at least an interesting angle to it. Otherwise, it's just a kook who... Now, and people have said, don't call murderers kooks because it 
you know, because it takes away the responsibility? And I would say no. I believe that you could have, you know, a, be diagnosed with a mental disorder and still know right from wrong. You could still be convicted of a crime and not and and know right from wrong, whilst having some sort of mental disability. It takes some severe mental disabilities to prevent you from knowing right from wrong. So I, I disagree with the idea that you shouldn't call people who shoot people crazy because I think anybody who decides that they want to murder somebody is crazy. Crazy, I say. Um, so what else is going on in the election? You have Hillary Clinton, who was definitely, um, you know, gave a really, really funny remark, which was that Donald Trump, uh, has written many books on businesses, and all of them have ended on Chapter 11. And that's pretty funny. Now, that being said, I had somebody who's a Bernie Sanders supporter on that page be like, oh, blah, 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 she's owned by the people who publish this, blah, 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 or, or she owns the pub website, blah, blah, blah. Like, come on, just admit that the line is funny. Do, I, do you have that? I mean, I've heard Republicans say things that were funny, and I've laughed because they were funny. Uh, Donald Trump has said a couple of things that were actually not horrible and were funny. I, I don't, I, I don't think that, you know, you should not laugh at somebody just because you're politically opposed to them. I've, I've laughed at people on the other side of the aisle. It's ridiculous to suggest that you should. Something, there's another article that came out or I, I struggle to call it an article. I don't necessarily call things that I've written articles, because they're blog posts. Um, so somebody wrote another blog post. It's <clears throat> a blog post. And it was basically trying to say that in this hack, that there was a piece of paper or email that was found um, from the DNC from May of 2015, showing that the Democratic Party was planning on, on, mes- on working on messaging on how Hillary Clinton could defeat the Republicans, the, any attack, how to counter any attacks that would be made against Hillary by the Republicans and how Hillary could, you know, attack the Republicans to, to squash away any sort of weakness that Hillary Clinton might have in whatever areas they, they were, they, they deem might be a weak area. And Bernie Sanders supporters <clears throat> blasted this all over the place. The since they were a fix was in from May. Well, I mean, I guess to a tinfoil hat where everything is a conspiracy. I mean, yes, I guess sometimes they really are trying to get you. But when you say that they're always trying to get you, people are going to start not believing you. So let's, I, I tried to explain this to, to a friend of mine who had shared this article. I tried to share, look, you know, I actually don't think the explanation was what got me unfriended. I think it was something else. And I don't know why it was something else, but it was something else. And I'll go into that in a second, too. But the reason I post, I post this pretty long rant, and actually I was actually doing it via voice to text, and I was pretty amazed that it actually worked right uh, and how accurate it was. So I guess I was being very specific with how I was mentioning my words. And the problem with this article is that in May of 2015, Hillary Clinton was beating Bernie Sanders in Democratic polls 
by 50 or so points, maybe more, maybe a little less, but it was roughly 50%. She was like at 60, 65%. He was maybe at 10, 15%. And there were some articles basically saying how Bernie Sanders individually was falling higher within his party than all of our other Republican candidates were polling in their party, which I don't know why that's interesting, but maybe, I don't know. But the, there were until maybe June or July, there were no actual polls that were done on Bernie's comparing Bernie Sanders to other Republicans. And the, but there were polls done because Hillary Clinton was at the time the pseudo presumptive nominee. Um, I was calling her that as soon as she announced her candidacy. Um, but Hillary Clinton, you know, was the only major candidate in the Democratic Party at that point in time. So, of course, there's only going to be polling data about her at the time. And why at that point would the Democratic Party start working on strategy to help Bernie Sanders defeat Republicans and to help on messaging issues for Bernie Sanders or any other of the Democrats in the Democratic primary at the time? Why would they do that? It wouldn't make any sense. Now, there's a whole bunch of paperwork that these hackers got. Now, it would be interesting to see if once Bernie Sanders started polling higher, maybe 35%, maybe 40%, maybe 45%, maybe at that point when Bernie Sanders started, you know, getting to that be competitive in the primary process, at that point, I think that maybe, you know, if the Democratic Party, if you couldn't find any examples of the Democratic Party doing the same thing for Bernie, I find it unreasonable that, you know, that they, if they didn't do that, then that might have been unreasonable. But showing that Hil- they did this for Hillary in May, when she was the only major candidate in the race at the time, because Bernie hadn't established himself yet, is not proof of anything, of any bad activities um, for Bernie or, or, or against Bernie for Hillary. It just doesn't make any sense. to suggest- And so, of course, but it has to be a conspiracy because, you know, everything has to be a conspiracy for the Bernie or bust crowd who have to, you know, one of the things that they do is they'll say, you know, the Hillary loses in November, it's because, it's because it's her fault. She did something wrong. But when Bernie loses the primary, it's everyone else's fault but Bernie. That's one thing I don't get at all. And these are probably the same people that 12% of people who are going to vote for Trump instead of Bernie in the current poll, poll that was taken. That's ridiculous. Now, where are these people? Are these people in states that matter or states that don't? One, that, one of the people who took the survey who was quoted was actually from Texas. I'm not giving a rat's ass about what Bernie Sanders supporters in Texas feel about it. Texas is going to vote for Trump. If anybody who was polled from that poll in Louisiana who would say, I'm going to vote for Hillary Sanders or Donald Trump. I don't give a rat's ass about people who are not voting for the Democratic nominee, um, who voted for Bernie Sanders in Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama. I don't care how they vote because it doesn't matter. Those states are going to go for Trump because they're solidly red states, period. So, But if you're in a blue state or if you're in a swing state and you're saying that you're going to vote for Bernie Sanders and if you're not, and Bernie Sanders is a win, you're voting for Trump, you're a freaking lunatic. That's all I have to say. Anyway, let's go ahead and take the final commercial break. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit about vice presidential picks and who people need to pick and take your calls as well. 347-838-8368. 
at 347-838-8368. This is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. representation or advice on issues such as family law, bankruptcy law, DWI, or other civil or criminal matters, you need hands-on legal advice from someone who will treat you as a priority and not just another number. So call the law office of Sherry I. Sandler at 504-528-9500. That's 504-528-9500. Or email sandlerlaw at cox.net. I trust Sherry with my legal needs. So should you. The preceding ad was an unpaid client endorsement. Do you like fun jewelry? Do you wish you could design jewelry that is designed just for you and that tells your story? Well, with Origami Owl, you can do just that. An Origami Owl jewelry bar is a fun way to get together with your friends, hang out, and design jewelry. There is no pressure to buy, but when you host a party, either in person or online, you have the opportunity to get deeply discounted jewelry based on what the friends you invite to the party purchase. If you would be interested in holding a party, either online or in person, go to cassiezcharms.origamiowl.com. That is C-A-S-S-I-E-Z charms.origamiowl.com and contact Cassie today. back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's 347-838-8368. So you could 347-838-8368. Before we get to the last topic, I do want to remind everybody of the several topics that I have. Um, I have a contest going on under my Budget Ears web, website. Um, go to Budget Ears, follow at Budget Ears on Twitter. There is a pinned tweet. Anybody who retweets that pinned tweet and follows me, Will be eligible, could be eligible to win a $10 Disney gift card. Now, if you get budget ears to 500 subscribers, and if you get on YouTube and 1,000 followers on Twitter, if that happens, the gift card will go from a $10 gift card to a $50 gift card. So just very clear. From a $10 gift card to a $50 gift card if you follow and subscribe Budget Ears on YouTube and on Twitter. So please go do that. Um, also, you, um, I have my RideshareDan.com. If you go to RideshareDan.com, if you haven't taken an Uber or a Lyft yet uh, in your city, you can go ahead and take that. And you can click on um, either the Lyft, logo, the Lyft or the Uber logos specifically or respectively and get first-time rideshare credits. And if you're going to go with somebody else out and wanting to get rideshare credits credits for them, you can also do that as well. Um, and that'll help me, you know, get a little extra money as well. Uh, you'll save money. I'll get some extra money. It, it's nice. Um, also, I have nerdydan.com, um, which is actually that the Twitter handle is at nerdydan, D-O-T-C-O-M. But you can also go to nerdydan.com. You could uh, have a couple of videos on YouTube under Nerdy Dan as well. Um, I also have some videos, at least a video, I think, up on Rideshare Dan. 
YouTube page as well. So you can subscribe to all of those. And I will, um, you know, and all of those could, you know, getting those numbers up in there. And actually, and the other thing you need to do, um, if you're, if you enjoy the podcast itself and like my website, make sure to um, rate and rate highly um, the podcast on iTunes. That might help people show it up in the search engine. Uh, make sure to follow me on Twitter at Liberal Dan Radio, and make sure to also subscribe to my channel on uh, YouTube as well. I have some uh, videos that I've created recently dealing with that source-fed thing that I discussed in the last show. Um, they had made a response to it. I responded to the response and I actually gave more evidence in a third video that I created. Um, and so one thing, you know, source-fed in a second video in their in their whole response to the whole Google thing. They never admitted wrongdoing, but they did say that a more thorough video would be coming out later in the next week. That next week ended Saturday. So they're late in bringing in their new videos. I don't know. Maybe they just found out that they were wrong, but in my second video, I basically compared the whole thing to my cousin Vinny when... Um, the person from the FBI came and gave his testimony saying there was absolutely positive that this was the car that caused that owning that were was owned by the people that shot the clerk. But Mona Lisa Vito comes on the stand. She gives new evidence that could not be refuted. And the FBI guy says, uh, uh, we were wrong. They could not have done this. It had to have been somebody else. So SourceFed, myself and other people have actually proved the SourceFed wrong, but yet they have yet to have the integrity to say, I am sorry, we were wrong, our bad. They haven't done it yet. So again, please go ahead, follow me on my YouTube channel, follow me on Twitter at Liberal Dan Radio, Facebook.com slash Liberal Dan as well. Uh, you can follow me there as well. A lot of my stuff, stuff automatically posts to there. And, you know, some of these projects I have, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll put more effort on it the more I see people are responding to it. So, you know, I like doing this. This is kind of, you know, what I would love to be able to do full time. Um, but obviously, I don't have the numbers that, as, at this point in time that, to support that. So, but I'm trying to make, thing, make, it, make it go with it with this and other, some other projects. So please go ahead, support my other projects as well. And I'd be more than happy to, it would make me very happy. Anyway, so. Before we finish up the show, there's there's the vice presidential sweepstakes, I guess, as to what you know, who are the candidates going to pick? Um, apparently, it's being reported today that Elizabeth Warren is not just on the short list to be Hillary Clinton's vice presidential nominee, but she is actually currently being vetted to be the vice presidential nominee. And I, I mean, I, I like Elizabeth Warren. I think that would be a great choice. Some people will say, well, but she, we need her in the Senate. Well, no, we don't. Uh, she'll still be in the Senate if she's vice president. She'll be president of the Senate if she's vice president. She'll break ties, A. And B, the odds of Massachusetts being stupid again, as long as they don't vote the person at Lafayette. I forget her name, and she's lost twice already. But as long as they don't vote that woman again or, or, or have that woman be the candidate again, you know, the odds are that Elizabeth Warren will be replaced by somebody else from Massachusetts who will be a legitimately good a liberal. 
So, but there's, besides the fact that I like Elizabeth Warren, I think she's right on many good policies. I think she would bring in a lot of the Sanders supporters who like her. Um, and she's already been proven that she's playing the job of the vice president well. The vice presidential candidate's job is pretty much to be on offense all times against the Republican nominee. And she's doing an excellent job at it. Not that Hillary Clinton's a slouch at it, the Chapter 11 comment, although I, I don't know. I, I'm, I will guess that likely somebody else wrote that. But if she wrote it herself, then standing ovation for that. Or standing ovation for whoever wrote that because it was a very clever line. And I will love to hear that every time. It, it will not get old. But here's the thing. It, if you have two strong women up there running for the Democratic platform, you will neuter Donald Trump. Donald Trump will either have to be quiet or he will be exposed for the sexist that he is. So that's why I think it would be wonderful to see Elizabeth Warren, because it's just another you kind of. Donald Trump, when he attacks either of them, not that attacks against people, not that men attacking women are automatically sexist, but if a sexist attacks women, the sexism is likely to come out, which is why Donald Trump would be an excellent choice. I mean, I'm sorry, Elizabeth Warren would be an excellent choice um, in this race against Donald Trump. On the other hand, going to Donald Trump's side of the aisle for a second, who should he pick? The only way <coughs> that his, he could potentially fight claims of sexism against himself. Now, I'm not saying that, this is the, that you actually can do this, but people will fall for it, is if he himself picks a woman as his vice presidential nominee. I don't know who would do it. I don't know who would be masochistic, masochistic enough to, be, to, to just put all of the Trump comments about women aside and say, hey, I'm going to be his vice presidential, vice presidential nominee. Now, Donald Trump did pick Michelle Bachmadinejad, and I would love to see Bachmadinejad as a high-profile person within that campaign because um, that, that would just allows me to say Bachmadinejad a lot. Uh, he is basically his campaign's evangelical arm. He's basically his – the campaign chose her to be the arm to reach out to uh, the evangelicals and to you know, consult him on matters of evangelical Christians. So – if that rolls into her being the vice presidential choice, A, I would love it. Not just because the Ixon used Bakhmadinejad over and over and over again, but because it will just be Palin 2.0. This, she is nuts. She is nuttier than Chinese chicken salad. She is crazy, crazy, crazy. And there is just it would be a gift. Donald Trump would be given, giving the Democrats a gift um, if he, not a gift, but a gift, 
if he said if he were to pick uh, Michelle Bachman as his running mate. I don't think it's going to happen. I think he'll pick somebody else. I don't know who that somebody else might be. I don't not. I don't think. I, I think with some reason. I thought for a while it was going to be Kasich because he's from Ohio and because maybe he could help bring that swing state into play. I doubt it. But maybe he could help bring that swing state into play if he was the vice presidential nominee. Um, a recent statements, um, Kasich's refusal to endorse Trump, have kind of made it seem that that would be um, not a decision or not something that's going to be coming around any time in the near future. Um, so I don't think it's going to be Kasich. I really don't know who it could be. It, it, well, on my old site, my LJ4A.com site, um, if you ever, if my personal Twitter account handle is LJ4A.com, Dan. And so it used to be my old site was LJ4A.com, uh, LJ4A standing for Liberty and Justice for All. Um, on that website, it was very, very interesting. You saw somebody on there post in one of the comment sections, um, I think in June, so maybe eight years ago, uh, somebody posted that Sarah Palin was going to be the choice to be vice president for John McCain. And I went back when she was picked and I was like, well, holy crap. So I'd love to go find that post, find that person, see who that person believes the vice presidential pick should be. Uh, maybe I'll go look that up for a second and I'll go find that out for next week. And we'll see uh, who that person thinks because that person was amazing eight years ago. Maybe that same person can be amazing again this time. Anyway, um, what else do I want to talk about for the last minute of the show? <laughs> um, not really much of anything to bring up. Um, you know, on a personal life uh, standpoint, I am uh, my son just had a little league game today, and both in both last on Monday's game and this game, my son, um, even though he's not the most talented person on the team, this is the first year he's done little league. He managed to hit an RBI single with the bases loaded in each of the two games. So I'm very proud of him about that. Um, I'm very proud that he was able to do that. And, you know, that he, he's, he's really learned a lot. So it's one of those moments that, you know, it's one of those great dad moments where, you know, you're trying to help teach something and maybe even that you weren't able to do as well as a kid. And he's showing that, you know, with you helping him out and it does, it's doing him a whole lot of good. And then the team he has is great. I'm going to talk about this a little more potentially next week. Now, next week, um, it's the last week of, of Little League. It's the, it's the finals, the playoffs. Wow. Um, so you just follow me at Liberal Dan Radio on Twitter, at Liberal Dan Radio on Twitter. And see when the next show is going to be because there will be multiple games each day next week. So we'll have to see when the show's going to be. Anyway, until then, this is Dan Zimmerman with Liberal Dan Radio. Puff to the left. That's right.